It's uh, kind of cold <laughs> out there this morning. But that's Chris Jansen. Buy me a boat. Friday morning, 34 degrees right around here. Medford, it's 28, so there are places below freezing, obviously. And it looks like tonight into tomorrow morning will be the coldest. They're forecasting an overnight here Friday night into Saturday morning at short time, down to about 27 degrees, and it's not going to get very warm either. We're going to be in the, the 50s through about Tuesday, barely making 50. Some folks in the listening area will not get to 50 today. So, again, this is really kind of cold, obviously, for me. We're supposed to be about 70 or low 70s for highs right about now, but we're not even going to be close. So, again, prepare for it. 34 degrees right now, about 51 around Eau Claire. Breezy, too. That'll add to it and partly cloudy, but we should see a pretty good amount of sun this morning. As we take a look at the weather and the markets, lots of news. It's chore time here at the Shank of the Day on Wax. I'm Bob. And I'm Scott. In with us on a Friday morning. Boy, hey, this place is familiar. It seems familiar. (laughs) Yeah, every once in a while you get a chance to see it. But I stuck the uh, thermometer in the ground, the soil temperature. We'll we'll pull that in here in just a little while. But uh, a lot of work getting done around the country as the, the crop is going in. You know, one thing about it, with a lot of sunshine, the uh, sun getting into the soil is is warming it up. So it's, uh, yep. you know, it's not the temperatures we want to see to get these seeds started. But uh, we're getting them yeah. in, when, unlike last year. Yep. Neighbor, uh, the Larsons, 600 acres of corn he has planted uh, out by me so right. of course it's a little bit different in that flat land yeah. over by over by Viefkind and the like and speaking yeah. of Viefkind by the way uh, we got the note from Mark Gregorich over there yesterday yeah who, we were going to talk about it and then we got talking about other things we missed it but the loyal FFA alumni and a lot of other people really had a big day yesterday what did they do well over at loyal in particular they delivered a 140 gallons of quick trip milk, 140 pounds of grassland butter, 140 pounds of blocks of cheese and cheese curds from Lynn Dairy, 280 packages of Hewitt's meats, uh, all uh, all to the school lunch program people. And we're seeing that time and time and again. And they have some great sponsors over that way. You know, Gregorich Farms, this is from Mark. Of course, and Vita Plus and Viaduct Holsteins, Jim Froby, the Heaths, CAS Construction, Burnix, JLB Custom Meats, RZ Builders, Felons Custom Farm, $2,600 donated right there. I'm going to talk uh, hopefully later today with Mark Knoyer over at the Auburndale FFA, who's uh, part of organizing some of this on the bigger picture. He has six districts, apparently, including Loyal. Six school districts? Yes. Okay. Uh, and Mark Mark is a, is a pretty motivated fellow over at the Auburndale FFA program, and he's uh, pulling together everything from potatoes to milk. I'll tell you what. And uh, and and by the way, speaking of the uh, planting of seeds over that way, uh, the Gregoriches, like I said, halfway between Vietkind and Spokeville, they're already getting at it uh, hard, and uh, they'll be starting their corn this weekend so they're always a week behind and stuff over there yeah that uh, heavy ground that heavy ground that does it hey uh, by the way you know what today is today is a big anniversary what's that ve day 75 years ago today the unconditional surrender was signed in berlin good 
I hope we have more <laughs> unconditional surrenders here. But, yeah, there's a lot of history. It's hard to believe we're talking 75 years ago, and even, even at Pearl Harbor, you know, it used to be you'd go to Pearl Harbor and there'd be veterans of Pearl Harbor sitting there. Now there aren't many left. I think there's only about three or four left yeah. from uh, from Pearl Harbor back Absolutely. in and, you one, know, December 7th, 1941. So. I, I recall speaking with a, a district veterans group, a VFW group, a couple of years ago, and I was standing there, and I looked side to side at the head table, and I saw all these old guys, and I looked, and I said, wait a minute, these are Vietnam veterans. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, said, yeah. hey, fellas, remember when we used to sit here at these tables and look and see the World War II guys and say, oh, those yeah. old guys. Yeah. yeah, World War II in Korea. Yeah, time marches yeah. on. Yeah, it does. Well, so do we. We've got, uh, again, 34 <laughs> degrees, 51 for the high today. It'll be a breezy day as well, but we should see some sunshine. Stay home. Stay home. The anthem of what we're going through, <laughs> stay home. And they did it well. Yeah. Well, very clever this morning. So hopefully you enjoyed that. And it makes you feel a little better this morning. Put a smile on your face, 8 o'clock, and I'm still in my underwear. <laughs> if you can do that, good luck to you. But, uh, again, hopefully things are uh, are progressing and you're getting along well. But, again, if you can, stay home. All right, we've got 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some news of the morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The coronavirus has claimed more than 75,000 lives here in the U.S. This as states begin gradual reopenings. New York continues to lead the nation in cases with over 26,000 deaths in that state alone. Neighboring New Jersey has nearly 9,000. Across America, more than 1.2 million people have been infected with COVID-19. President Trump says he's very happy for former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn as the Justice Department has moved to drop his criminal case. He was an innocent man. He was targeted by the Obama administration. And he was targeted in order to try and take down a president. Speaking with reporters yesterday, Trump added that a big price should be paid for the mistreatment of Flynn. Flynn pled guilty to lying to the FBI but later tried to withdraw that plea. New evidence shows that FBI agents tried to entrap Flynn. President Trump's veto of a measure to limit his ability to use military force against Iran will remain. The Senate failed to get the two-thirds majority needed to override the president's decision. The vote was 49 to 44. Trump slammed the War Powers resolution, calling it very insulting and a Democratic attempt to divide Republicans in an election year. Hotels across New York City are opening their rooms to people with mild cases of coronavirus. It's so they can recover in isolation without getting their families sick at home. Patients will be provided with food, access to a pharmacy, and be checked on daily. The program originally was set up for health care workers. Around 20,000 rooms are available with plans to expand. And San Diego-based soup plantation and sweet tomatoes, two popular buffet-style restaurants, are closing for good. Parent company Garden Fresh Restaurants announced on Thursday that safety recommendations for reopening amidst the COVID-19 pandemic make it nearly impossible for their restaurant model to stay in business. The closure affects all 97 restaurants and 4,400 employees. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. 
Well, that was uplifting, wasn't it? I don't know. What, do you, <laughs> oh, what did you enjoy more this morning, the news or Big and Rich singing yeah. Stay Home? Let's play Big and Rich again. <laughs> yeah, I think we will. But, uh, again, it is what it is. All right, we've got uh, news, weather, markets, lots to get to this morning. We're about three and a half minutes after five, 34 degrees right now. We'll tell you more in a moment. Premier Livestock at Withy will have a special one-owner high-producing dairy cattle auction Friday, May 8th at 10 a.m. 425 head coming from Bruneland Farms at Janesville. That herd includes the rolling herd average of 31,148 pounds, 335 milking cows, 50 springing heifers, and 40 head of dry cows. This herd has a 108-pound tank average on three-time-a-day milking, lots of cows milking 130 to 195 pounds, with top cows milking more than 200 pounds. Many cows have production records of 34,000 to 40,000. Pounds. Besides its on-site sales, Premier Livestock is presenting its sales online at CattleUSA.com. For information about this sale and other sales, call 715-229-2500 or visit PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's colder than it should be, and it's going to stay that way for a few days. We're only going to get about 51 around Eau Claire. That means folks up north not going to see 50 degrees today. It's going to be a breezy day, partly cloudy, but there should be a ample amount of sun out there. So, again, well below where we should be this time in May. Now, tonight looks like it's going to be the, the coldest night, hopefully, for a long time. It's going to get down to about 27 degrees around here. So if you do have some fragile vegetation you want to protect, you might want to cover it tonight, as it will be clearing down to about, as we said, 27 degrees by tomorrow morning at short time at the shank of the day. Sunny tomorrow, but still, we're only going to be in the mid-50s. And Saturday into Sunday, Mother's Day, overnight low should be about 36, and then 53 on Sunday. But again, a breezy and cloudy day, and about 30 degrees overnight Sunday into Monday. And Monday, sunny and 56, 58 on Tuesday, 63 on Wednesday. So we got uh, four or five days here where we're not going to get out of the 50s, and some folks not going to get out of the 40s today. Right now, it's 35 over in Green Bay. Madison Sun Prairie also at 35. 39 in Milwaukee. Wausau at 32. Marshfield 33. Rice Lake at 33. Medford at 28 this morning. It's 44 in La Crosse, and it's 34 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. And again, it looks like overnight tonight into tomorrow morning will be the uh, coldest overnight, about 27 degrees around here. So if you're up north, it might be a little colder than that. So make the necessary adjustments. Six and a half minutes after five, we'll check a look at the early morning Friday markets on Wax. That's next. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. 
Country Air in Stratford has you covered for dinner on Mother's Day. Treat mom to sliced pork loin, savory carved roast beef, sliced honey ham, mashed potatoes and gravy, homemade dressing, and corn on the cob. Choose between a lettuce salad or a fruit salad. And for dessert, cherry or apple pie. Serving from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Mother's Day. Call ahead for your pickup time at 715-687-4934. Country Air in Stratford, 715-687-4934. Because moms deserve the best. Happy Mother's Day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we can vouch for the good food at Bowman's Country Air. They were our host for our farm appreciation banquet. We just barely got that in. We had that on March 9th and a couple, three, four days after that, it all broke loose. So we were happy yeah. to be able to have our farmer appreciation banquet over at Bowman's Country Air. But if you want to treat mom, give them a call and get that carry-out meal and take it home and it will be good. All right, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our look at the markets on a Friday morning, Scott, the cash livestock. Fed beef steers are at 90 to a dollar with a top selling 103. Fed beef heifers are at 90 to a dollar. Fed Holstein steers 70 to 78 with the top selling at 80. Cows are at 29 to 60 with the top at 68. Bulls 50 to 84 with the top going for 88. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 27 to 30, sows 20 to 30, and boars 9 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at $1 to 160, and feeder lambs are at $1.90 to 220. And at the Mercantile Exchange, cattle prices, cattle futures way up again yesterday. Again, we've got to limit up on live cattle up 450 for June, August, and October cattle. June at 93.97, August cattle 99.95, October. At 10402 in December, live cattle at 10832. That was up 412. Feeder cattle, big jumps yesterday. May 13027 up 617. August feeder cattle 13815 up $5.40. September 13902. That was up 507. October feeders 13967. That was up 460. And November 14005. Up 397. And speaking of cattle, yesterday I had a chance to visit with Colin Woodall, who is the CEO of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, talking about the beef industry, uh, what's going on, and what kind of pressure cattlemen are under. We'll hear that uh, interview here in a, in a day or two, but a good conversation with Colin Woodall out at the uh, Denver headquarters of the National Cattlemen's. And uh, looking at the hogs, May lean hogs at 68.80. That was up 70. And then they went a little south. June hog carcass contracts, 63.90, down 167. July at 63.50, down 30. And August hogs at 62.55, or 62.65. That was down 52. And overnight on the Board of Trade, prices were mixed. July corn this morning is about a penny higher. 319 a bushel. Oats down a fraction at 298. July wheat down three at 519. July soybeans up three at 847. And meal up 60 cents a ton at $288.70. Barrel cheese up a cent and a quarter at 125 and a quarter. Blocks and butter unchanged. Blocks 130 and a half. Butter at 128. We see a little bit of a skid in class three prices, which obviously we cannot afford. May down two cents at eleven forty eight. June was down thirty two at thirteen thirty. July down thirty one at fourteen forty one. August at fifteen seventeen down forty one. And September down forty two at fifteen sixty four. 
Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us the markets. 11 minutes after 5, 34 degrees. Farther north you go, the colder it gets. Medford's only 28 this morning. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 10th, and Pittsville Farm and Home Center has just what you need to make Mother's Day special. This Saturday and Sunday, they have 10-inch hanging baskets. Buy one, get one free. Four-pack annuals are just $1.49. Six-pack wave petunias are $6.99. And four-inch fancy annuals are $1.99. Get 10% off all decorative garden ironworks. For Mother's Day, fresh floral arrangements start at just $15. Pittsville Farm and Home Center and the Flower Shop, located in downtown Pittsville. Happy Mother's Day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time for another Pioneer Agronomy Update. I'm Scott Schultz this morning visiting with Mike Gransky, Pioneer Agronomist in the central Wisconsin area. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Scott. Mike, we got some rain last week. It wasn't quite what was predicted, short of an inch over a couple of days, and the sun came back out later in the week, and things were ready to roll again. It's been an interesting spring, Scott. You know, I mean, we've kind of we've kind of ridden this roller coaster, and you know, you look at two weeks ago prior to um, some of that cold snap that we initially experienced, and you know, we had some really really nice ground conditions, you know, and then we we experienced some rain, and we watched our soil temperatures, you know, go from you know ranges in that mid 40s to plummeting back down in the 30s in some instances. Uh, but in the same breath, as we fast forward to just last week here. You know, we really made some good strides forward. Um, you know, a lot of the, the north-central Wisconsin area in particular, you know, most areas didn't even exceed a half-inch mark, um, you know, minus some very northern fringes of it. And, you know, we watched the ground temperatures begin to, to gain gain pace again last week and started to find ground, you know, already back into that upper 40s and low 50s. And, and things are really looking up as we look forward, um, you know, into this week here and continuing our planting trend. Um, you know, and I know one big concern that, that growers are going to have, you know, as we start looking at getting corn in the ground, obviously the, the calendar says it's time to go, but, you know, as we, look at the, as we look at the forecast for this week and even a little bit into the following, you know, there's some cool nights ahead. And, and, and the comment I would make is that, you know, we've, hit, we've gotten ourselves to a position where we can commence corn planting and feel good about the decision that we're making you know, where we start running into, you know, some of our inhibitional cold chilling um, and potential stand losses when we start getting these, you know, periods where that, that two-inch soil temperature gets down to 20, 25 degrees. I mean, that's where we really start to see some losses that occur there. And you look at the weather that we have, while we're, you know, while we're going through some cool nights in the 30s, you know, and even in, in the next week as well, you know, we still have highs that are getting into the 50s and 60s, and there's just no way we're going to drop that much temperature out of the soil, you know, simply going overnight. So you know, I think we've hit a good spot here where as, as ground conditions continue to improve, um, after this rain we really need to get moving and take advantage of some of the, some of the best conditions we've seen in quite a while. That's Mike Gradsky, field agronomist with Pioneer, with another Pioneer update. I'm Scott Schultz. Whether you need a car now or plan to buy someday soon, Cars.com has nearly 2 million cars ready for home delivery. Connect with dealers to tour cars virtually and search great prices. Check out Cars.com. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we've got a quarter after five here at Wax. Glad to have you along. And we just pulled the soil thermometer. We stuck it back in. I know work is getting done, obviously, but... Uh, 
I just wanted to check with what's going on temperature-wise here, much below normal. Uh, just out in the grass, out behind our building here, Scott, what did it show? It showed an even 50 degrees. All right, so that's not bad. Work will continue. The sun hits that soil, and uh, it'll warm it up again today. So we've got uh, we've got work that needs to get done, and so do you. What's going on in Farm News? The Small Business Administration has some economic injury disaster loan money available for agriculture. Those lower interest loans can be as much as $2 million each to pay for expenses brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. In addition, applicants can also apply for a loan advance of $10,000 to help cover expenses due to a temporary loss of revenue. SBA officials say that that loan advance will not have to be repaid. And right now, only agricultural business applications are being accepted with those in the system being evaluated now as they are being processed on a first-come, first-served basis. We now have a breakdown of how that $470 million will be spent to buy food products off the market during the next two months. The biggest chunk of that money, $120 million, will go to buy dairy products. USDA officials say they will also buy $50 million worth of potatoes and turkey products, $30 million each for pork, chicken, and catfish, $25 million for orange juice, $20 million for tart cherries with the rest of the money being used for other foodstuffs. Despite the coronavirus, American agricultural exports increased from February to March, but not enough to offset the jump in imports. At the end of the month, we had $502 million in trade deficits for agricultural products. Our farm exports in March were almost $11.9 billion, a jump of 5%, but our ag imports rose to $12.4 billion, a 17% increase from February. And we'll take a look at more farm news, but other things coming in. You know, the world is still going on in spite of the fact that, uh, what do we hear, there's going to be a jobless report coming out, maybe the worst in history, Yep, 15 20%, which is a yep. scary number, that's for sure. But uh, other things are happening. The Wisconsin 4-H Foundation has announced their 2020 scholarship recipients. And, uh, again, lots of money going out and uh, among the counties in our area involved in this, Eau Claire, Marquette, Polk, Price, St. Croix counties, and uh, some of the winners, recipients of those scholarships for the Oscar G. and Mary Wolfel Memorial Scholarship. These are $1,000 scholarships, five awarded. One of those goes to Kevin Kitchen of Augusta down in the Eau Claire County area. Also, Lily Wagner of Westfield over in Marquette County. Each receive a $1,000 scholarship. The Francis and Phyllis Conrad Memorial Scholarship, also a $1,000 scholarship. Two of those are awarded to Maggie Conlon of Balsam Lake in Polk County. The T.L. Buick Scholarship, $1,000 once again, five of those awarded. Mackenzie Corrent from Hudson over in St. Croix County. And Emma Peterson of Phillips, uh, excuse me, yeah, Phillips in Price County. So congratulations to those young people in our area for receiving those scholarships. And uh, also, as we take a look at the other awards and other, I guess, uh, congratulations, we've got uh, Mika Dado. I never know if it's Mika or Micah, but I think it's yeah. Mika Dado, <laughs> the uh, Dado family over in the Amory area. 
who's been very active, obviously, in 4-H for the years. Her dad, Rick, and um, were state president. Mother was a state officer, but, but Mika and her brothers were as well. So, But Mika is now a student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She finished in the top four of the American Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers virtual collegiate discussion meet. And so she was against other finalists from Mississippi, Tennessee, and also from Indiana, and Amika will graduate this month with a degree in dairy science and life sciences communication. Wonder if she wants a job as a farm director on radio. <laughs> <laughs> and she plans to attend Texas A&M University in the fall to start her Master of Science in Agriculture, Leadership, Education, and Communication. So congratulations to Amika for that. And as a finalist, she received an additional $1,500 but, uh, again, she received some scholarship money and everything else, but a, a job well done because Farm Bureau young people from all over the country involved in that. Mm-hmm. Mika from over in the Amory area finished in the top four. So congratulations and uh, quite an accomplishment. All right, coming up, hog giveaway. Our Caitlin Riley down in La Crosse found an Iowa farmer giving away hogs. Can't sell them. You might as well, unfortunately, have to give them away. That's next on Wax. A sprawling cedar ranch, a two-story brick tutor on 10 acres, a cozy log cabin off the beaten path, or a modern condo right in the heart of everything. Everyone has a different idea of the perfect home, but we can all agree on the perfect home mortgage, one with low rates and closing costs, easy online applications, and fast approvals made locally, not somewhere across the country. All things you get from Wisconsin Credit Union. And unlike so many other places, your mortgage will be serviced right here, too, for the entire life of the loan. Or what if you wanted to turn your current house into the perfect home? We also offer easy equity lines of credit, which are ideal for remodeling. Or if you already have the perfect home but want a more perfect mortgage rate, we offer that, too. And with such low rates, now's the perfect time. To get started, just give us a call. Or, fittingly, visit our homepage. Wisconsin Credit Union. Membership eligibility required subject to credit approval. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. At this point in time, it is just a matter of survival as opposed to a matter of making profits. Josh Scrambling at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And pork producers especially are having to get very creative. It's a last resort euthanize your hogs i've spoke with a few wisconsin pork producers uh, pork producers all across the nation that i know are not wanting to do that and are having to get very creative caitlin you spoke with a hog farm that is getting particularly innovative that's right josh this is caitlin riley at the western end of the world's longest barn in lacrosse and i had a chance to chat with brady reichs of reichsview farm they have about fifty thousand sows and send 70 percent to tyson and waterloo but Right now, only about 20% of the pigs that they need to process are being sent to market, but they have found a way to avoid euthanizing hogs for now. Their goal, like you said, like all farmers out there, is to find a way to continue feeding the world. They've adjusted rations and even gave hogs away to people on Facebook, but they know in the grand scheme, this is just a temporary solution. I asked Brady about their setup in Lawler, Iowa, and how they're progressing in this pandemic. I am part of a family that raises hogs fair to finish got about 50,000 sows. Myself and my wife, Tessa, my sister, Kaylee, my dad, Dale, and my mom, Laura, take care of the operation. And we also have several thousand acres of row crop. So keeps us all pretty busy. The corn we produce 
supplies about 25% of our corn needs. So we buy 75% of our corn from local farmers. Do you guys also work with any ethanol plants for that, or is it mostly just from farmers in the area? Farmers and elevators and co-ops, we do work with ethanol plants buying distiller grains for our feed mill. We, we, we have our own feed mill that actually feeds about oh, 85 to 90% of our hogs, so buy a lot of DDGS as well. So that definitely have a relationship with the ethanol plants in that way. And how have things been with that? You know, I know last year was a goofy fall harvest where a lot of farmers couldn't even get their corn out of the fields. And now, you know, our ethanol plants are having a bit of a hiccup this year. Are you guys getting the corn that you need to feed all those hogs? We have quite a bit of storage, so we've been in fairly good shape from a standpoint of having enough corn to feed the pigs. Obviously, as the ethanol plants are shut down or slowed, depending on the situation, there would, you know, logically be more corn available, but of course the price has fallen, so uh, not a lot of farmer selling available. There's, there's some here and there. That's kind of been the story from buying corn. The DDG's situation with the ethanol plants has been challenging because we really don't need growth at this point. As many people know, with the packing plants shutting down or slowing down. So that's kind of been an issue where we've actually needed distillers because that, you know, a little bit more of a fibrous light feed, it kind of can slow pigs down a little more than than more of a traditional corn soy. So that's kind of been a little bit of an issue that we haven't been able to get as much distiller's grain as we would like. It's definitely created a weird situation, all very uncommon situation from a feeding pig standpoint. And in some ways, an ingredient buying, corn buying standpoint. How have things been going with you guys with selling your hogs as well? I know you mentioned that you're working to slow down the growth. That way, uh, once the meat packing plants do get up and going again, you guys can be ready to get those hogs out. But other than that, have you guys been impacted by these meat packing plants shutting down? We have recently. We started off being pretty fortunate, but when Tyson Foods in Waterloo, which is where about 70% of our hogs go, when that shut down, that was uh, difficult for us to deal with that. Then we've got a couple other plants we deliver to, one being slowed down, another one being basically open. You know, we're still probably only 20% of the pigs that we need to market are being marketed this week. Between 20 and 30%, it's very day-to-day. So that has been difficult, and it is a big problem, and we're doing everything we can to try to get the federal government to help with that situation. Of course, human safety is always first, but... We've also got animals that need to go somewhere at some point, and uh, it can definitely be a difficult situation when you're only selling 20 to 30 percent of your pigs, you're only getting 20 to 30 percent of your revenue. So you kind of mix that all together. It's, it's quite a challenge. And I just had friends ask me on Monday, why is this happening? They don't quite understand why pigs can't just stay on the farms for a little bit longer. I don't know if you guys are having to euthanize hogs yet, but I know they've heard of people euthanize hogs. And they don't get it. Do you have a way of explaining it for the common consumers why this is such a struggle and why you can't just keep the hogs there? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the best way to explain it is it's a very just-in-time supply chain. So as soon as those pigs leave the finishing barn to go to harvest, there's feeder pigs coming right behind them. And behind them is wean pigs coming from a saw farm into a nursery. And those sows are all bred and kind of in a just-in-time manner, so you can't really shut it off, right? Unless, you know, again, you'd have to euthanize animals at some point in that chain. And specifically, we have not had to do that. Part of it is we kind of tried to prepare for this and 
sell as aggressively as we could. Second, we just happen to have a little more space available. So we don't have to do that yet. If this keeps going, we may have to. But yeah, that's kind of why you really don't have anywhere for them to go. And if you did hold on to them, and you can restrict growth as much as you can, it's hard to completely stop growth, to be honest. But over time, they will grow. And if the pigs can also grow to a certain point where they're too big to even go to your customer to harvest because they're too big for the equipment. And I know you mentioned, you know, you guys are reaching out to the federal government, trying to see what they can do to help. Is there something that everyday people can do? I know you guys are a unique situation, but do you guys sell any hogs direct to consumers or or do you want consumers advocating? In our situation, we actually gave away some animals to people on Facebook, which is kind of a fun thing. Not a fun time, but at least part is fun. We gave the pigs the actual hog away and set up transportation to the locker of their choice, but they had to pay the processing was the only thing there. So I think, I mean, we may do that again, may not, but I think everyday people buying from a local locker is actually a good thing right now because, you know, they don't have the 1,000 to 2,000 people, you know, to operate a processing facility. So that's good. And when, when available, buying hogs direct from farmers is great. But in the grand scheme of things, that will only help so much. It will help, but the, really what needs to happen is we need to find a way to either A, kind of get the plants going in a way that's safe for people, or B, probably need to basically subsidize producers that are needing to euthanize these animals. And again, Lawler Hog Farm down in Iowa, giving away hogs, trying what they can rather than euthanize those hogs. And uh, Scott, we had uh, your interview on here just to a few days ago down there with uh, Tim Brugan down at the Falls Meats and locally explain again what uh, Tim has put together down there and is in the process of putting together and hopefully expanding. Right, that's a bi-local kind of advertising campaign where he's pulling together farms and processors, local processors, but especially farms, to let people know where farmers are to uh, find locally raised products mm-hmm. and buy direct and put a dollar right directly in the farmer's pockets while, of course, helping the local business. And and uh, that's an important thing. One of my friends in Mississippi, a family friend in a little town in Mississippi, the other day had on Facebook that uh, I, he was reporting that all of these stores, uh, Piggly Wiggly, whatever, were out of meat. And I commented on it. I said, don't you have some local farmers there? And he was totally unaware of any. And, and of course, the farmers started pitching in then who know him and say, hey, we have uh, uh, some steers and hogs yep. and stuff. Yep. Buy them. And that's one of the things I mentioned earlier. I had a chance to visit with Colin Woodall, CEO of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. And, again, they're doing anything and everything they can to get these animals to some kind of a market. You know, it's not like all of a sudden you can take them down to the Falls Meats and butcher. They only can butcher so many days because you've got to have an inspector there, and there are only so many inspectors to go around. That's right. And so you got to, you know, there are just a lot of wheels of bureaucracy that you have to deal with. So that's one of the one of the challenges, of course, to think that, well, why can't these local lockers handle more animals? Well, yeah. they just don't have inspectors, and, again, you got to have people there, and it's, uh, you know, it's... It's a situation we've never faced before. All right, 5.30 in the morning. We're going to catch up with Kelly Slifka and find out what's going on weather-wise. We've already told you it's not 
where it should be temperature-wise, much below, but we'll find out uh, how much below later on. But it's got some of the local news. What else is going on? Republican lawmakers in the Chippewa Valley say it's not reasonable to keep Chippewa Falls closed down because people in Milwaukee are testing positive for the coronavirus. A group of Republican lawmakers yesterday got together in Chippewa Falls to push for a regional reopening in Wisconsin. State Representative Rob Summerfield said businesses, farmers, and manufacturing plants need to get back to work. Summerfield said reopening the state will be gradual, but he said lawmakers need to start working on it now. A lot more people are testing negative for the coronavirus in Wisconsin. The state's Department of Health Services said over 5,000 people tested negative for the virus yesterday. 314 tested positive yesterday. Overall, 9,215 people in the state have been positive with 374 deaths. More workers at the UW-Eau Claire are being sent home. Chancellor Jim Schmidt yesterday sent furlough notices to 88 more employees. That brings the total number of UW-Eau Claire workers sent home to 222. Schmidt said people who have seen their workload decrease or people who can't work from home are the ones being furloughed. He said the coronavirus outbreak will cost UW-Eau Claire at least $10 million this year. And the Packers will get a lot of national attention this season. The NFL released its schedule for the upcoming season last night, and the Packers have five primetime games. The Packers play three Sunday night games, one Thursday night game, and a Monday night matchup. In all, Packers have just seven noon games all season. Green Bay starts the 2020 season against the Vikings in Minneapolis and ends the season against the Bears in Chicago. And, Bob, that's exciting news for the Packers and Packers fans, except when you're like us and get up at 3 in the morning. It's rough. It's <laughs> yeah, rough all those uh, that's night That's for games. sure. It really is. It really, you know, and, and I, I don't know, based on that draft, I'm not, at this point anyway, <laughs> I'm not really excited about uh, whether or not the Packers improve their team. I think so. I think they're a three or four loss team. Do you think? Well, last year they yep. were 13 and three. You think they're going to be about the same I this year? I think they're going to be about the same this year. I sure year hope and, you're uh, right. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, but uh, what did they do to improve that team? Uh, they've in got the got short a... term. Now, maybe in the long term, I don't know. This quarterback kid they drafted in the first round, I don't know. Right. Five, ten years down the line, he might uh, be an answer to their prayers. But, uh, boy, they stuck their neck out with that draft. In the draft, my take is that if the offensive line can hang in there, they have another hammer running back, and it's going to make it mighty tough for people to start defending that run, and it's going to make some of those mediocre receivers look a lot better. Well, I hope you are right. <laughs> I hope you're right. But uh, but again, the schedule did come out, and yeah. I was kind of surprised they had division games in the beginning because if they can't right. start and you start you lose those games, so I, the Vikings and things like that. So I don't I don't know. We'll wait and see. Yeah. All right, thank you, Scott. Look at some of our local news. Well, the weather's probably the big story. I mean, the coronavirus is always here. But uh, the weather is the big story. Let's find out about that. Kelly Slifka is over at Skywarn 13 on this Friday morning. I don't think he's bailed out yet, but uh, let's check. Good morning, Kelly. <laughs> maybe maybe he has bailed out already. He didn't want to tell us about this forecast, I guess, because uh, he's got it kind of cold around the area, and it looks like uh, tonight is probably the coldest. Maybe, I don't know, maybe his microphone's frozen over there, and he can't. 
he can't talk or his earphones are frozen and he, he can't hear us this morning. But again, uh, Kelly Slifka is our resident meteorologist who puts together the forecast every day for us. So uh, we will tell you what he would tell you if he was with us. I'm here. Oh, there you are. <laughs> All right. We Take thought... me a little more time. I don't know. I guess we're running late in the newscast. Or something. Uh, are you really? Oh, TV. TV's running late, huh? Uh, All right. Well, good, because I, I don't want to have to report on this forecast. I thought, well, I'll let, uh, we'll go right to the source and let you talk about it, because tomorrow morning at this time, it's going to be uh, pretty chilly. I'm really cold. I, you know, it keeps, people say, well, it's not that bad. I'm like, it's May. Come on, it's May. And, uh, yeah, we've got uh, freezing temperatures already this morning. In fact, uh, we're at 31 currently in Eau Claire's. And uh, tonight we have the freeze warning going back into effect, and I think area-wide we'll see a freeze. In fact, some locations could be in the lower 20s tomorrow morning simply because those winds will lighten up uh, tonight. Uh, in the meantime, the uh, cold air mass is in place. We'll look at some sunshine today. I think that May sunshine will be enough to boost us at least in the low 50s, but that northerly wind will be kicking in as well, and that'll uh, keep it uh, fairly chilly, feeling pretty chilly. That wind will be picking up closer to 10 miles per hour this afternoon. Freeze warning in effect tonight. Low down to 27. As mentioned, some of these areas in the valleys could be dropping down closer to 20 by tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, we'll look at clouds increasing 56. That's out ahead of a storm system that's moving. It's a fast-moving, what we call a quipper, which we typically talk about in the middle of the winter. But that'll bring us a chance of some rain mixing with a little bit of snow. Come tomorrow night into Sunday night, expecting accumulation, but still, that's just how cold this air mass is. That should be coming to an end Sunday morning. Only 52 expected Sunday afternoon. We'll see sunshine return Monday, 56. Tuesday, sunny and 62. I think we'll be over this cold air by the middle of next week. Right now, as mentioned, we do have fair skies in Eau Claire, currently 31 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13, meteorologist Kelly Slipka. Sounds like some folks in our area up to the north aren't going to get out of the 40s today. Yeah, you know, some of the computer models have been hinting that we, even in Eau Claire, wouldn't get out of the mid-40s. I just think that may sunshine is just a little bit too strong to keep us down that low but either way it's gonna be cold yeah it really is. but that afternoon sunshine the last few days has been very very welcome yeah like i had mentioned that's why i think yeah. that's why i'm going above what some of the computer models are saying because uh, that sunshine is fairly mild this time of the year are we talking potential record cold tomorrow or not i, I would think in some areas yeah. and it's, it's all dependent on that wind really sure. yeah all right, what are we at right now? 30? 31. 30, oh, boy, we are already down there. Yep. All right, have a good weekend. Stay warm. You too. Kelly Slifka over there at Skywarn 13, 31 degrees. Well, I got the top down in, the, in my old convertible, but I don't think <laughs> I'm going to be taking it too far this weekend. No. It's going to be uh, some colder weather. Too cold for me, but uh, we'll get through it. All right, we've got markets to get to. We'll hear from Brent Wink this morning. It's a busy Friday at Wax. Premier Livestock at Withy will have a special one-owner high-producing dairy cattle auction Friday, May 8th at 10 a.m. 425 head coming from Bruneland Farms at Janesville. That herd includes the rolling herd average of 31,148 pounds, 335 milking cows, 50 springing heifers, and 40 head of dry cows. This herd has a 108-pound tank average on three-time-a-day milking, lots of cows milking 130 to 195 pounds, with top cows milking more than 200 pounds. Many cows have production records of 34,000 to 40,000 pounds. Besides its on-site sales, premium.
Premier Livestock is presenting its sales online at CattleUSA.com. For information about this sale and other sales, call 715-229-2500 or visit PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. Smith Funeral Chapel, serving families since 1956. I'm Dr. Amar Habib at Advent Health. Balancing taking care of yourself and others hasn't been easy lately, but it's okay to take care of you. We want you to know that we're ready when you're ready. We're taking every precaution, social distancing, wearing masks, checking staff and patient temperatures daily, and quarantining patients when we need to, so you can put your health first and feel safe in our care. Let's start healing. Learn more at AdventHealth.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 20 minutes to 6 here at Wax on a Friday morning. We've got 31 degrees. We've got markets. But before we do that, Scott, some more of our news in the world of agriculture. The payments have started going out to farmers who are on the winning side of that lawsuit against Syngenta over the company's release of the AgriSure Viptera and AgriSure Duracade corn traits. The courts ruled that Syngenta released the trait for U.S. use but didn't plan on how to deal with the loss of markets when corn with those traits got into international markets and was rejected, causing farmers to lose billions of dollars. So far, about $412 million of the $1.5 billion settlement has been sent to farmers. Most of the farmers involved in the lawsuit will receive payments of at least $5,000 with all money sent out by this fall. That money will go to farmers, green handling facilities, and ethanol plants. And with food insecurity on the rise due to unemployment or underemployment and underemployment surrounding the COVID-19 precautions, local food banks are seeing a spike in activity. So the Farmers Union Enterprises and Wisconsin Farmers Union is planning a contribution today to help address the need for high-quality protein in west-central Wisconsin. The Farmers Union will donate 30,000 pounds of pork ribs to Feed My People Food Bank in Eau Claire. The pork ribs are from Redwood Farms, one of the entities in the family of businesses owned by FUE. Uh, The Redwood Farms supplies premium pork products to high-end restaurants in New York, Chicago, and other cities across the U.S., but of course those places are closed. So the Farmers Union Enterprises and Wisconsin Farmers Union 30,000 pounds of pork ribs. That's Good a bunch. Oh, man, that'd even fill you up, wouldn't it? Well, almost. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the uh, Farmers Union, you had a chance recently to talk to Darren Von Ruden, the president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. We'll hear that conversation uh, first part of next week about the uh, right. current situation. And looking forward, some of the things coming out of this, as we've been talking, some of the local marketing and things are maybe positives, he's saying, that we're going to come out of this. Good. Hopefully we'll uh, get some positive word. All right, we've got markets coming up. We're about uh, 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, 31 degrees, 51 the high today around Eau Claire. Some folks with the breeze and things might not get out of the 40s today. High yields start with consistent emergence. Hey, it's Ben Pistol, your Bexfield agronomist in Wisconsin. What a fantastic spring we've had so far. Uh, many acres of corn and soybeans are already in the ground, and some of you might even be done already. But now is not the time to kick back and ignore your fields for the next few weeks. Get out and evaluate the consistency of emergence. With the cold conditions expected during this weekend and next week, both the young corn and soybean plants will be emerging extremely slow. Now is the time to get out and just get an idea of how consistent the total emergence is. 
At Beck's, our practical farm research program has found that a corn plant that emerges 24 hours later than its neighboring plants can yield equivalent to 20 to 80 bushels less per acre. Planter issues, soil temps, saturated conditions are just a few reasons that we have late emerging plants. So get onto your fields and learn so we can make adjustments for the rest of the acres that need to go in the ground in 2020 or for future planting years. From all of us at Bex, stay safe and have a great weekend. In today's environment, courtesy for a lifetime is even more important than ever. Hi, this is Scott Isold from the all-new Courtesy Auto and Truck in Thorpe. When I say courtesy for a lifetime, what does that mean to you? It means you get to buy or lease your new vehicle your way. At Courtesy Auto and Truck, with all these long-term finance programs, you'll know Courtesy Ford will be able to keep up with all your needs. See the entire stock of vehicles, all at CourtesyForLifetime.com. Courtesy Auto and Truck, just off Highway 29 in Thorpe. If you're wondering what to do about doo-doo floating in your basement or yard, the first order of business is to discover the origin of the feces. And you can do that by contacting the professionals at Advanced Septic Installation. They'll give you the scoop on poop and take care of things with new septic systems, repairs, and excavating for residential and commercial projects. And they're also certified in real estate inspections. With over 30 years of experience, you can count on craptastic service. To learn more about what to do with number two, click advancedsepticinstallation.com. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 minutes now before 6 o'clock. We've got to get to some Friday morning markets. And uh, Scott, where do we go first? Let's go over to Equity Altoona and hear the latest from Mark Koger. Fed Cattle Division, please call the market for pricing. On the slaughter cows on Thursday, 20% of the cows selling from 50 to 55. We topped at 58 and a half. 60% of the cows selling from 38 to 50 with 20% of the cows selling 38 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls on Thursday selling from 60 to 75. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up on Thursday selling from 40 to $105 per head. With the light and poor quality calves selling low, your fancy beef calves selling from 50 $150 bread. Quick reminder, special feeder sale here on Friday the 8th of May. We're expecting 300 to 350 head. A lot of good beef cattle on that sale and some pretty nice sets of Holsteins. That sale starts at 12 noon. For more information, give us a call here at the market at 715-835-3104 or you can go to our website at equitycoop.com to check out our early consignments. This is Mark Koger from Equity Altoon Auction Market. Have a great day. Unlock your possible during Cub Cadet Days. Contact Baraboo Implement now through May 20th and enjoy a variety of deals on mowers and lawn care products. Like up to $300 off residential zero-turn mowers, up to $200 off select XT Enduro Series lawn tractors, and 10% off all Cub Cadet walk-behind mowers, handheld trimmers, and their wheeled string trimmer. See dealer for details. At Baraboo Implement in Rice Lake and St. Croix Falls, you can count on selection, service, and Cub Cadet genuine parts. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that means we go over to the Equity Stratford sale barn, wrap up the week with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. How cool is your thermometer showing it this morning? Uh, Bob, and a very good morning to you. Uh, 29 degrees and a pretty decent breeze out of the northeast. So that brings the chill factor down to 20. So oh, that's well, kind it- of a... That means I'm looking you're... at May 8th, I do have the correct month and date, though, right? <laughs> you sure do, and you're hitting the woodpile May 8th, too. That's not a good thing. Well, wrap up the week for us. 
All right, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, market cows continue to be on a mostly steady trend. Higher-yielding cows on yesterday's sale were selling from 48 up to 55. Most of the cows in yesterday's sale, your average cows, average dairy cows, continue to sell from 38 to 48. Thin, carcass, uh, thin cows, light carcass cows, 38 and below. On the bull trade this week, also a mostly steady trend on the bulls, and they were selling from 62 to 75, with a top at 83 and a half, lighter bulls 60 and below. Fed cattle on a very limited uh, supply of limited offerings, but uh, a little better prices on the, on the Holstein steers, and the choice grading Holstein steers this week were mostly from uh, 68 to 78. We had some high-yielding choice Holsteins on Wednesday from 80 to 85 and a half. Select grading cattle 65 and down. But again, uh, if you folks got uh, Holsteins, and I know a lot of folks got Holstein steers that are sitting ready to go, but check with us on Monday to see how things are going to be trending next week. Uh, now to the calf market. Holstein bull calves uh, yesterday, 85, 220-pound bull calves were selling mostly from 40 to 105. Uh, fancy calves on Monday did top at 130. Heifer calves on yesterday's sale mostly from 30 to 60. On Monday, again, we did see some heifer calves up to 125. Beef calves mostly steady all week from 85 to 220. Now our next uh, next sale, of course, here at Stratford will be next Monday. Our next hay auction will be next Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday at 12 noon. And, again, a lot of information on our website, especially regarding uh, uh, animals for private treaty sales. So you can look on the website, check that all out, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page. And, of course, uh, 715-687-4101 is our phone number. And uh, as we got a half a minute here, Bob, uh, I want to wish all the mothers out there, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, a very happy Mother's Day. And uh, I don't know how warm it's going to be to sit out on the deck, so you put your winter coat on, I guess, huh? I guess so. Well, with this uh, social distancing, I don't think probably the family's going to get together the way we normally do on Mother's Day. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't do any good to get the family together when uh, one's on the front lawn and one's on the back lawn or whatever. <laughs> That's for sure. Throw ball like we used to do, throw the ball over the house, and hopefully everybody can get it over. Hey, you have a right, good Rob, weekend. If you had a baseball, you're worried about breaking a window. That's exactly <laughs> right. Have a good weekend, Jer. You guys also, and thank you much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 10th, and Pittsville Farm and Home Center has just what you need to make Mother's Day special. This Saturday and Sunday, they have 10-inch hanging baskets, buy one, get one free. Four-pack annuals are just $1.49. Six-pack wave petunias are $6.99. And four-inch fancy annuals are $1.99. Get 10% off all decorative garden ironworks. For Mother's Day, fresh floral arrangements start at just $15. Pittsville Farm and Home Center and the Flower Shop, located in downtown Pittsville. Happy Mother's Day. Premier Livestock at Withy will have a special one-owner high-producing dairy cattle auction Friday, May 8th at 10 a.m. 425 head coming from Bruneland Farms at Janesville. That herd includes the rolling herd average of 31,148 pounds, 335 milking cows, 50 springing heifers, and 40 head of dry cows. 
This herd has a 108-pound tank average on three-time-a-day milking. Lots of cows milking 130 to 195 pounds with top cows milking more than 200 pounds. Many cows have production records of 34,000 to 40,000 pounds. Besides its on-site sales, Premier Livestock is presenting its sales online at CattleUSA.com. For information about this sale and other sales, call 715-229-2500 or visit PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. Country Air in Stratford has you covered for dinner on Mother's Day. Treat mom to sliced pork loin, savory carved roast beef, sliced honey ham, mashed potatoes and gravy, homemade dressing, and corn on the cob. Choose between a lettuce salad or a fruit salad. And for dessert, cherry or apple pie. Serving from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Mother's Day. Call ahead for your pickup time at 715-687-4934. Country Air in Stratford, 715-687-4934. Because moms deserve the best. Happy Mother's Day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yes, don't forget mom. All right, Board of Trade this morning, July corn about a penny higher at 319. The oats down a fraction of 298. July wheat down three at 519. July soybeans up three at 847. Soybean meal up 60 cents a ton, $288.70. Country elevator prices, Doomer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia, Corn price delivered to those elevators today is two ninety five, and the soybeans at eight twenty nine. On the DTN screen at Golden Plump, corn is two ninety one today at the elevators in Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo. Two sixty nine on the corn, seven ninety seven on the beans. Stevens Point has the soybeans at seven sixty nine. Out at Elk Mound, the soybeans are at eight oh three, and the corn's two eighty one. Sparta, the corn's two seventy one, with the beans at seven eighty seven, and Ellsworth. 261 and 797. Ethanol plants, Boyceville 278, Stanley 277 to Richmond 276. Barrel cheese up a cent and a quarter yesterday to 125 and a quarter. Blocks at 130 and a half. Butter unchanged 128. May class three down to 1148 as prices were lower yesterday. June down to 1330. July 1441. August 1517. And the September price at 1564. Countryside Cooperative. Creative solutions. Exceptional value. Here's a proven fact from your agronomist at Countryside Cooperative. Did you know up to 70% of nitrogen is lost below ground? Leaching and denitrification from spring rains are the primary culprits. Be sure to protect your nitrogen this spring with Instinct Nitrogen Stabilizer available for applications at all Countryside Cooperative agronomy sites. Instinct reduces leaching and denitrification in spring to extend nitrogen availability six to eight weeks during ear development. Use Instinct this spring to help make unpredictable weather less of a gamble and maximize yields at harvest. Learn more at nitrogenmaximizers.com or contact your agronomist at Countryside Cooperative in Milltown, New Richmond, Ellsworth, Durand, Osseo, or Wamandy. They can help you determine the best way to protect your spring nitrogen application. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Again this Friday morning on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program, Brent Wink joins us to talk about the cropping situation. Brent, here we are, May 8th. May 10th is that optimum date we always shoot for, and compared to last year, we're in awfully good shape compared to uh, May 10th a year ago. Boy, 
I will take it, Bob. This has been just a blessing to see a start to the season like this. I actually see dust in just about every field as you're driving up and down the road. I don't think we saw that last spring. That was no. quite a... No, I think we were wrestling mud last spring, that's for sure. But nothing is ever perfect when you're in agriculture, and now we're looking at maybe tonight, you know, right right about now, some temperatures that may be below freezing. You got any concerns about putting seed in the ground with these temperatures? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we always want to shoot for perfect. Unfortunately, it never happens in, in farming, but got a lot of phone calls kind of throughout the week and especially here into the weekend and, and what do we keep doing or should we keep planting and just wanted to talk a little bit about that. You know, we can never predict what's going to happen, but as a any seed is put into the ground, it needs to imbibe water. So seed imbibition means taking a drink of water. And when it takes that water into it, that's what starts the germination process. And really, within 24 hours of planting is probably the most critical time. So therefore, if we, you know, some of the chilling effects around that 24-hour period can really have a huge impact on it especially what it's like right after planting. So one of the things, you know, kind of field conditions, were those fields worked up and have been warming in the sun a couple of days prior to planting? That can certainly have a more of a positive effect. Some of those fields would probably handle it a little bit better. Uh, some of these fields that are maybe going to be no-tilled or the tillage is just done uh, the day prior and that soil hasn't had as much time to warm up, there's where we could have some problems, and again, it'll depend on how extended of a cool spell we get, or if we do pick up some cold rain, uh, that can kind of have a, a more of a negative effect as well. You know, the seeds today are way more vigorous than anything we've ever seen in the past. Uh, soybeans are a very, very strong plant. I probably, you know, if I had to do something, planting soybeans would probably be a little more safer over the next couple of days than the corn. But again, if those field conditions were pretty good, pretty dry, pretty warm, um, I, I think we can probably still keep planting, hope for a little warm-up, but just keep an eye on those fields and see how we come out of that and make sure that the germination is good. So hopefully we get some warm weather back. It's kind of it's kind of a, you start the day and in your winter coat and it seems like by midday you're able to be back to a t-shirt bob but still uh it's been a, a pleasant start to the season just hitting a little cool snap over the last several days and into the next couple well hopefully it uh, does warm up because again we're in demand we need the the may flowers as they say well you uh have a good mother's day weekend with uh, with your your wife and the mother of your children and uh, stay safe Absolutely. You have a great weekend, Bob. We'll talk with you next week. And that's Brent Wink on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program. Once again, have a great Mother's Day, and I uh, would assume uh, we'll have a chance to uh, be with your, your wife or your mother or whatever the case, grandmother, whatever the case may be. If you can, good for you. And, uh, Scott, you have a good weekend with your bride as well. Oh, absolutely. All Thank right. You. So enjoy <laughs> it. It's going to be a little cool Mother's Day, but... Uh, not bad. 31 right now, 51 today, 56 on Saturday, Mother's Day about 53. Overnight tonight, 
You want to cover those plants. Looking for the best prices for your livestock? Then Terrain Livestock Market is the place to take them. Terrain Livestock is conveniently located a mile and a half north of Thorpe on Highway 73 with sales every Monday and